Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, your other host. Today, we're going to be speaking with one of our most favorite guest, Mr. Ron Hevner. He has been a he is a, a favorite repeat guest, and we're going to be talking about his new documentary film from the pages of a novel. Right, it's right about fate of the stallion, um, his novel, and we're going to kind of paint a scenario about that. But uh, before we hear from Ron, we're going to hear from one of our partners, and I might even sing a little ditty today. Ron kind of inspires those in me, Jamie. I don't know what that is, but anyway, um, we'll be right back after a word from one of our partners. Don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Got a cool cat. Got a cool cat. Got a cool cat. Do you have a cool cat in the house? Well, of course I do. Got a camera? Then take a quick pic of your cool cat and enter the Pet Life Radio Cool Cat Contest. Pet Life Radio is partnering with Morris and Nine Lives to give you the chance to win a really cool cat care kit. Get a Nine Lives Play and Scratch Play Post, Nine Lives Wooly Cat Bed, Nine Lives Food Bowl, Morris Play Spinners, and much, much more. You'll also get an autographed copy of Pet Edutainer Arden Moore's new book, Happy Cat, Happy You. Everybody gets a chance to vote, and the top five coolest cats win an awesome cool cat care kit from Pet Life Radio and Nine Lives. To enter, just go to the PetLifeRadio.com website or CoolCatContest.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. 
Well, today we are speaking with Mr. Ron Hebner, and you know, it's always such a pleasure to have you with us, Ron, but today it's really special because we are talking about something you haven't done yet. I think now you've taken all of your talents, and they have culminated in this um, beautiful new documentary from the pages of a novel that center around your um, novel, Fate of the Stallion. And here's what's interesting about that. We were, I was just kind of uh, bantering back and forth a little bit with Becky, your publicist, and um, I told her, do you, you do realize it was Fate of the Stallion that brought Ron to our attention in the first place? And she had not remembered that. And I said, well, um, we, uh, she had sent out a press release about Fate of the Stone. You were going on another radio show. And uh, my dog blogged about it on his blog. And he said, I think he should be coming on our show, Animal Talk Naturally. And, <laughs> and that's how you ended up on our show. And it was with Fate of the Stallion. And that book really took me back to my childhood um, I grew up being a horse, and then I um, graduated to a horse bike, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what your book talks all about. Well, today, I think what we're going to start with, Ron, is that you've been up um, all night, and I think Jeannie has too, so you guys have something in common today, but uh, we think we would like to tell the audience first about why you've been up all night. Oh, first of all, thank you, Drs. Bloomer and Thomason. Oh. Thank you both. <laughs> very much for being there and for inviting me to, to talk. As long as my voice holds out, I'm using it. Okay. <laughs> if you've got it, use it, right? Okay. Anyway, um, uh, no, um, <clears throat> Jeannie, tell me about your puppies first. Oh, well, actually, this, it, they aren't mine. I'm babysitting. Um, I was babysitting a pregnant bitch for a friend that went to the Nationals. And she went into labor. We had to do C-section, and one of the puppies had uh, a deformed leg, and another one had a lot of bloody discharge out of his nostrils, and they're all kind of little and weak, but we nursed them through the night. We lost the one that had the, the bloody nose, and the other two seemed to, be, seemed to be doing okay. They're still weak, and we have to hold them on to mom, but, but they are nursing, and I think they're going to be okay. How many people do you really think, I mean, think about it, how many people were involved in saving your litter? How many? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it just, it wasn't just you there. Well, you, the well. You, probably, who? The, yeah, the, the veterinarian and, and <clears throat> you know, there were technicians there. And, mm-hmm. and I guess that's it, and me. <laughs> the, reason I'm, the reason I'm asking is because last night with, <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I've, I've been up because, and I just came in from the barn, we have, um, you're talking with me at the horse farm in Michigan, Mm. and we have a beautiful mare named Mercedes, and it was her first foal, and uh, to a a beautiful uh, horse in in California named Envy Bo Bay. Anyway, um, we... She held off and held off to have this baby, and we were all really, all being the staff here, we were all worried about her, and last night she decided to finally have the foal. She went into shock, and the um, we have almost lost her. We're fighting right now to save her, and uh, we're, we've, we've been bottle feeding and stuff like that to mm-hmm. hold things together <clears throat> now. We did have a, a, a real, a really very encouraging. She is back up on her feet right now, okay. and she is nursing her baby. 
Thank God. But last night I was looking at it, and this would have been around maybe 4 or 5 o'clock, 3 o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we had been fighting for hours and petting her and talking to her and rubbing her and, you know, keeping her alive and with mm-hmm. our heart and our energy and strength. And and um, I had to take a break, and I went for a walk. And um, I thought... Look at the people that are here. Mm-hmm. There was there was Kelly who works with them every day. Right. There was uh, Jim who bred her and has bred her grand her parents and her mother and her grandmother and father and all the way on back for wow. f- almost fifty years. Mm-hmm. The vet showed up, a very good man, and uh, and myself. That was four, and there we were, you know, doing everything that had to be done. And I thought, you know, this is so true. Our animals need the people, need people to take care of them. And if you really, really love animals, you love people too because that's what takes care of your animals. That's who takes Mm -hmm. care of your animals. Mm -hmm. And um, the one goes hand in hand with the other. Never, when we talk with you, Ron, does the word love not come up? Hmm. And um, in fact, the first show that we did with you, it was called, um, uh, it was called, um, Love is all we need. Oh, I, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I kind of feel like love is in the air every time you're around. <laughs> I remember. I want to ask you, is that you singing? Is that you that sings the theme song to your uh, No, that's our friend and colleague, Dr. Bera Dordoni. She is a, a naturopath also, and um, mm-hmm. she actually is um, billed as the singing doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she did that song for us, and mm-hmm. uh, it was her gift to us, so it was really, really wonderful. Yeah, but you know, we we shared with her our heart for Animal Talk Naturally, and and honestly, I need our audience to know that you have inspired that whole feeling about while we do share in truth, we share in love, right? And, and I think that that's that's really important. That's what we focus on, and only people would stay up through the night with an animal that they truly loved and cared about. Contrary to m- much of the um, myth that is um, perpetrated, I just have seen quite the opposite with the majority of the breeders I know. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it is a commitment of life. It's a seven-day-a-week job. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. Well, anyone who works with animals would know that. Oh, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Last night when I watched her, she was drift. She was she was on her deathbed. She really was there in the straw and everything. And she was flat out. She was going cold. Her feet, her legs, mm-hmm. her ears, her mouth, and her gums were going white. And her heart had um, was somewhere around half. It, it had uh, the beats had gone down to about half. And the um, um, what Jim did, he she knew him. Now this is he delivered her when she was born, and had just he and I had just delivered this foal, and the um, uh, she it, it comforted her, his voice, his touch, and um, and he, he actually it was so far gone. I'm sorry to dwell on this, but she was so far gone that we did milk her for the last milk, hoping to get something for the baby. Right, sure. and. Um, while we waited for help to, to come. No, the bond, I thought, you know, what better, I mean, that was so true right there. 
the, the love and the care and the connection between the one who's there for that animal, especially their whole life, and planning their life. Mm-hmm. Where does life really start? Right. Where does it really start? It starts in the thought of what's going to be. And, and um, there was Jim, and he planned her life and mm-hmm. planned things for her. And, and talk about a commitment. Jim himself is very, very ill. Very ill. Yes, really he ill. Mm-hmm. And he um he was there. Mm-hmm. Frail as he as he is. And um and you know what? When I helped him back from the barn, we were walking back and I was holding him up and he said, Ron, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. I don't have much strength. I've given her everything I have. Mm. Because you know this, you know this, and I know true animal lovers know this. When there's distress, when there's danger, when there's, um, you know, um, a crisis, we can send our thoughts and our energy out to anyone who needs it. And and if it's our pet, our animal, our, our loved animal, Jim does that. He, he will, and, and you've probably done it yourself, mm-hmm. um, where you focus your, your thoughts so, and your strength so tightly and so strong and you aim it toward heal this animal or, you know, you don't dwell on, oh, this horrible thing is happening. Right. You dwell on, you dwell on and put everything you have into perfect perfection. Mm-hmm. Seeing it through, seeing it through, getting through this, and you lock into a picture of the mayor standing with her baby, nursing or something like that. Well, we saw that. We saw that picture a little while ago. But um, um, that—that's part of the bond. And, uh, and Jim was Jim was telling me he had done that. He gave her all, and he didn't have the strength to give more. Right. But he was doing that. Mm-hmm. There were several people here doing that last night. Like that. Mm-hmm. And I really do think, Ron, that when you're in a situation like that, you know, Jeannie and I have worked in veterinary medicine as mm-hmm. well, and mm-hmm. we didn't focus on so much the tragedy. We focused on, you know, stepping pulling up, through. pulling through, mm-hmm. pulling them through, and just, mm-hmm. you know, really just focused on uh, what we needed to do. And right. Just they, in the moment. And then, right. you know, maybe I go home later and cry. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. If, if they I'm didn't pull through, you know. Can I cry but now? No, yeah. can't. <laughs> cannot. Aww. And you really rise to the occasion because mm-hmm. you want to ease them through, right. you know, um, because they are suffering, and it's really hard mm-hmm. for us to... Uh, uh-huh. For me, it, you know, I, I want to take it from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and and get them, you know, let me be the one, not you, you know, because mm-hmm. that's how much I love them. And I know, I feel that from you. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Jeannie's that, that same way. I've, I've, I've shared many a tear with her um, through any loss that she has suffered with her animals. And well, now, see, that's a difference. What we're talking about here is a difference between someone who loves the animal and understands the animal for what it is for what it truly is. Mm-hmm. And someone, let's say, who has an animal for a decoration or to make a statement or right. something like that. And there's a lot of that out there. Sure is. Yeah, there is. A um, little bit superficial um, mm-hmm. that we've become to be in this, uh, in particular our country, I think. You know, very superficial. Hey, but give them a chance, Kim. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Because because we, you know, they, yeah, start, they have to start somewhere. That's right. That's <laughs> right. They do. And, and, and that's and what we're here for is to help educate them and encourage them to, that's right. to do it right. 
That's exactly right, Jeannie. That's absolutely right. And now, Ron, we're going to go to this story of your Fate of the Stallion. I'm amazed by this, and I would like to give our audience um, the new Fate of the Stallion website so they can uh, go check it out. But it's www.fateofthestallion.com. It is a beautiful website. Axiom uh, Webworks are the ones who put that together, Mm -hmm. so kudos to you folks for doing that. Axiomwebworks.com, yes, yes. And, you know, then again, uh, now that this whole, you went, we were with you kind of on this journey. I mean, mm-hmm. um, your, your Becky stayed in touch with us a lot. And <laughs> so we knew what you were going through as this whole documentary came together. Now, this, this novel is very, I mean, it's for all ages, in my opinion, especially yeah. for anybody who's either loved a horse or wanted to love a horse or just liked the thought of the horses, whatever. Um, but, Ron, what what determined that you were going to make this into a documentary film? Okay, we had um, a lot of, first of all, the story, just the telling of the story, the press picked it up years ago, and when Nagua um, first was found, and they, there were writers, um, reporters and stuff that got onto the story, mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> and it spread. It spread to about 60 countries at that time. And then uh, I wrote a, being a writer, I wrote a, a novel about it, and this would have been a, a full-length novel, um, a romance novel it, it was. Mm-hmm. And that was published by a company that, um, right after it was, it was, it, it had been run off the presses. They had a lot, they had something like a thousand writers under contract, if I remember right. And after Fate of the Stallion had been printed, they ran into some kind of business trouble, and they had to close their doors. And even though it was announced to the bookstores that this was coming out, it never did. So instead of being caught up like the other writers were in uh, litigation and things like that, mm-hmm. I rewrote the story and I did it. Um, I, I illustrated it and made it uh, more readable for children of all ages, and that mm-hmm. includes 70, 80, 90, 100 years old and more. And the um, that's the and it sold out. The first printing sold out. So. Awesome. What we did was, um, we there was interest from and talk um, along the way about a movie, and I ran into the um, it would be Gloria Winship and her that's Wind, no I'm sorry Winship and her husband who uh, had um, they have uh, animal actors uh, an agency and mm-hmm. uh, they were doing a movie uh, film in in New York. And they wanted some some dogs for it, some greyhounds, which I have some beautiful greyhounds. Mm-hmm. And they um, they needed some puppies and everything. And of course, with the weather and everything, the puppies were getting bigger and bigger. But we got to know each other, and we talked and became friends. And we talked about a film of Fate of the Stallion. There had also been a producer from uh, Warner Brothers who was interested in doing it as his first independent production. Wow! And uh, that would have been a, a few years back. But for one reason or another, it, wasn't, it didn't happen. So Gloria explained to me that producers require anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes of film footage to really get the idea right. of, um, of a story. And I thought, well, fine. Then let's do 30 minutes and let's make it into a documentary for television. And um, let's, let's see what happens. And that's really how it happened. So it is being shopped as a film right now seriously shopped the TV documentary it's exciting to see 
an idea or a story take on a life of its own and and especially all the pieces of it come together you know mm-hmm. it's beautifully done Ron by the way Jeannie and I had a sneak peek and I mm-hmm. have watched it several times of course mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just um, I have to suck in my breath every time I see Luciano and y- you know he doesn't look quite like Nagua but there was a reason why you chose him for the film <laughs> you had to bring that out <laughs> uh, I thought you were my friend Yeah, but there's, I mean, but Nagua was just, you know, what an animal, and I'm sure we're going to talk about him, but Luciano, he's just breathtaking. Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Nagua was a, for for the listeners who don't know, was a a gutsy Arabian stallion, and he was bay with a a star on his forehead, and and he was uh, very beautiful and came from the state of Michigan. even though he was had Russian and, and Egyptian and Spanish breeding behind him and everything. And when it came time for the... Well, when I illustrated the story, I made him bigger than life in the illustrations, which were, was kind of interesting because I did all 20-some illustrations inside of one week. I oh had my God. three or four easels in front of me in my studio and worked on all... I, I worked on three at a time and lived on hot chocolate and coffee. Oh, bars. I think, so you were a passionate artist, weren't you? <laughs> I was, I was. And oh. but anyway, uh, in in the in the story and in the in the illustrations he's very big, much bigger than average. And so when it came time for truth time, you know, for mm-hmm. a film, um, I was in trouble. I was in trouble. <laughs> what was I going to do? Where in the world was I going to find a Well, horse? how big was um, Nagua? Nagua was 15-1. He was 15-1. Okay. okay. And, and each inch, every inch makes a difference, especially when you consider the body mass that goes with that the whole right. way around the horse. So um, everybody had told me, I mean, lots and lots of people had told me that there is no such thing as a beautiful 16-hand you know, Arabian. There is no mm-hmm. such thing. Well, I did have... A friend, Jim Andreessen, who I had met when I lived in in uh, the Philadelphia area, and when he was living there also, and I knew that he had owned a very large, very tall Arabian stallion named Verno Kamal, who was a world champion, and he had he was imported over here to the U.S. Another beauty. And, oh, very beautiful, and I knew that his bloodline was based and and built around this stallion Kamal. Well, maybe I was thinking of Kamal when I drew those pictures, wishful mm-hmm. thinking when I painted them. But I called him and I said, because Jim had Selkut Arabians, the only place in the world that I knew of that could that that had, you know, big Arabian horses. But then the question was, were there any the color of Nagua, and were there any old enough to do the film? We couldn't mm-hmm. start with a, a foal or anything; it had to right. be right. So um, when I called, he said. Yes, I do have one. I do have one. Did you take and, a, like a breath in when he said that? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I did. I did. I thought, whatever the price, whatever yeah. the price, <laughs> that horse is mine. <laughs> and he didn't, and, and he, uh, he said, he, he told me that when he looks at, at Luciano, he said, it reminds him of Kamal hmm. more than any horse he had ever bred. So, um, Luciano is a grandson of Verno Kamal, and he's probably going to be as tall 
or very close to it. And his mother is a daughter, and she's a very, very tall, over 16-hand Arabian. Wow. So Jim's been breeding this for this for like seven generations. And um, when... So I bought Luciano Sight Unseen on Jim's word, and then um, what we did was, was I met him... Um, at the U.S. Nationals in Kentucky at that time. I remember that when you announced mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I saw him there, and it was nighttime, and it was, it was, there, were, there were similarities to when I found Nagua. By this time, Nagua had died. And um, I, or he was close to, he was only had a few, a little while to live yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I went there, and uh, Jim and his friend Jan Campbell and the trainers and everyone, they drove me on out to the show. It was nighttime, raining, raining, and there was, um, it was beautiful light and everything inside this um, stall, and there he was, and I walked up to him, and he looked, I looked up at him, whoa, <laughs> he looked down, and he, he pressed his muzzle against my cheek. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Now, Ron, Ron, tell people what that especially means from a horse, because they don't necessarily do that upon a first meeting, especially. Nagua was the only, Nagua was the only other horse that had done that to me ever. Oh, and it, it's acceptance. It's, it's just, they don't have a hand. They don't have, not really, they don't have hands or anything. It's right. their mouth. Everything is their mouth. And, exactly. And this stallion wasn't going to bite me. I knew that. He was very, is, is very gentle and loves people. And he was accepting me. He was accepting mm. me. So um, I... Gave me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where the bond too. happened. <laughs> and I saw him in the show under the lights and everything and the sounds. And he had never been in a, a ring, an arena that big with all those people. And I thought, look, if Paramount or anybody had sent me to find a star for this film, I would pick this horse. He was, he was in a class of 20-some young stallions at that, in that class. Mm-hmm. And he 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 stood out way way above the rest. I bet. I mean, he just stands out anyway. I mean, the first time I just saw a photo of him, I can't imagine in person. I mean, he's just you have to suck in your breath. But when you see him in this documentary, it's like that's, mm-hmm. you just want more. Right. Yeah. His his coloring and everything matches Nagua's, and um, as close as we possibly could. And and he, in fact, we have his first foals now. Not as oh, do you? But, but right now, brand new ones. We have, oh. I think, we have about five here that we wow. we have delivered. We've hand delivered, and he's he's in Pennsylvania in uh, training for the show season right now, and getting ready to film the movie. The movie. Well, as soon as the deals is uh, right. signed, mm-hmm. it's going to actually go to the whole. The novel is uh, going to be. Com- it will. Oh my God, that is no, so way, no way. <laughs> we've, we've had we've had we've had offers. We've had offers. Um, um, as a matter of fact, it was to be presented to Patrick Swayze, and um, that was really yes. Oh. It was before uh, Gloria and her husband are are friends of Patrick and his wife, and and Patrick and his wife raise Arabians. I knew that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely yeah. a horseman. Yes, and and uh, that was before his illness. But we all cross our fingers. We we know how to send that healing power, don't we? <laughs> Come on, you two. <laughs> yes, getting we do. through this. <laughs> He's got a movie to make. <laughs> He's got there a movie go. to make. I am. I would just love to see this on the big mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. Oh, it would be awesome. And I applaud Nicker Network for stepping up and wanting to. Um, Sally Lassiter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sally Lassiter. She's um, probably well. 
unique isn't the word. She is a, a, a very, very interesting creative force in, in television, particularly in, I would say, it's not going to stop with horses. I know it won't. I see that. But uh, right now, she is a horsewoman. And she told me one time that for 20 years, she dreamed and planned to have a network for horse lovers for horse people and a worldwide network television and um, uh, she was the force behind uh, Horse TV mm-hmm. that was um, mm-hmm. was uh, launched uh, a few years ago right she also was behind uh, the programming for RFD TV when they started out and then she branched out and created Knicker Knicker Network the Knicker Network mm-hmm. and that's uh, a cute name I love that. Easy, easy for horse people to remember. Well, I was thinking of you, Ron, the other day when I was uh, we were we've been out house hunting and we were out in some horse country and um, Mm -hmm. um, there was I don't know. um, Call me when you want one of Luciano's. Call me me when you want one of Luciano's babies. And I walked out there and I just I smelled horse and I went into this zone. Okay, because I'm one Mm -hmm. of those people that just I have this thing for horses and always have and haven't been blessed to have any yet. But I went out there and I went. I smell horse. I smell horse. I almost started to hyperventilate, okay? And then I heard the horse. I don't know what it was, but he started nickering. Mm-hmm. Just, and I was like, hello. Mm-hmm. I would come hug you if I could get out there, you know? It was just, it was awesome. So, um, and then I thought of you in that moment. And, of course, because the show was coming up, it just kind of just stepped right in the front of my mind. And I was like, Wow. Yeah. I'm just in awe of the people that uh, live this life. And you know what? I do know what kind of work it goes behind it, but what beauty comes of it and what you are doing is just... The film is beautiful, Ron. I, I didn't expect anything less with anything that you do. Thank you. But it's done very, very beautifully. The music yeah. is wonderful. As a matter Thank of fact, you. I think what we'll do now is let our audience get a taste of what this movie's like oh. by playing your song. That oh. um, And you might want to tell people about this song. Um, Could it's I? Never Let Me Go, mm-hmm. but you might want um, to preempt the, the song I by telling about to. it. I would love to. Um, we were going to use other things that I've recorded. I'm... I'm not sure if the listeners know, but I have recorded over 100 songs or somewhere around mm-hmm. that over the years, and it's something I love to do. And like you, you're a singer. And <laughs> the, uh, um, what, um, um, what we wanted to do was, we thought we would use some of things, things that I had, songs that I had, material that I had recorded before and uh, that we had in, uh, on file. And instead, my friend Maxine kept saying you've got to hear the music to this film I just saw called Mystery of the Nile Mystery of the Nile and of course I love Egypt mm-hmm. and I, had, I hadn't seen it but she had the CD the soundtrack and she played it for me and I thought oh wow oh, <laughs> if only and there was a song there there was a song there that I wanted it was an orchestration instrumental and I I thought we could write words to that if I could only get permission. We tracked down the producers of the movie. It's an award-winning film. And um, I, they were in Spain, Barcelona, I believe it is, and uh, the company. <clears throat> and they said, no, we couldn't use, I couldn't lease their song for the film, mm-hmm. our film. And uh, however, someone there 
was kind enough to put us in touch with the composer of the song, David oh. Quiro, over in Barcelona. We sent him samples of the film footage that we had for Fate of the for from the pages of a novel, mm-hmm. and he liked it. Mm-hmm. And he wrote back and he said, "Mr. Heavener, I would like to write a song just for you, just for your film, wow. just for you." And he did that, and um, he ended up scoring the whole film. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, oh my goodness! goodness. Yes, and we did it. Uh, we did a lot of it through interpreters and things right. like that. Believe me, that's not easy working with somebody all the way over in Barcelona and you're over can't here. Can't imagine. I can't and, either. And 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 then, but he he was completely professional in every way. And then the words were written by um, Maxine Bachnia, Jim Andreessen, and myself. Mm. And uh, we we uh, wrote it for the film. And, and this will... is the opening song yes. for the film, isn't it? Yes, Ron? yes. Well, we want to let our audience sit back and listen to it, and you will get visions, <laughs> horses, Arabians, <laughs> and everything. So sit back and enjoy the song. This is Never Let Me Go by Mr. Ron Hebner.
When you feel the sky's too dark, the path too hard to find, a smile can always light the way across the sands of time. We can race a field of dreams. We can touch the stars. Wisdom of the ages is right within our arms. Right within our arms. Find me, find me, find me. Touch me, touch me, touch me. Hold me, hold me. I am yours. To take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets, and while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September 28th, at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio. Horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
we're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. That song has me feeling like I'm flying on a horse. I'm mm-hmm. feeling it. Oh it was breathtaking. I actually really know the words to it, by the way. <laughs> oh, my That's goodness. Ron, you just really captured it. And when you put it together with the film, it's amazing. Oh. That's the best, the best, that's the finest thing that I ever recorded. Uh-huh. It's just breathtaking. And um, I closed my eyes while I was listening to it. Now, of course, when I'm watching the film, I'm totally engrossed there. Mm-hmm. But I am just on that horse, just fleeing. <laughs> just <laughs> flying, really, is the word. Music and horses go together, particularly oh, today. They really do. Today, mm-hmm. um, when people send pictures of their horses out or when they create um, videos for their horses the same is true with dogs or anything They're, they are putting music to them and uh, that is Luciano's song or Nagua's song really it really is about it's really about how we all grow up wanting or knowing that someone's out there waiting for us somebody or something and when you've it's just a matter of finding them or them finding you. And when you wrote yeah. this, Ron, were you thinking, I mean, when you sang this, were you thinking of Nagua? Because it felt like you were. Truthfully, no. I was thinking of of um, anyone I've ever loved. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that, what, love really comes through in that song. Yeah. It really, you really project that well. <laughs> Thank you. When you sing, and you know this, you have to picture something and you, to convey the idea believably and to put truth in it mm-hmm. and um, to put that feeling into it and what you feel is what I felt when I sang it and what everybody everybody did we found um, we were looking for a um, a woman singer and we found one she was uh, a surprise to us <clears throat> we had had really felt in fact it was uh, it was Maxine who said this needs to be something of a duet. It needs to be two people calling to each other, two forces. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, over time, and, and uh, maybe over many lifetimes. And when, um, when we tried it that way, because there were different ways to write it, different ways to go about it, this was the right way. And, it sure was. <laughs> and, it does, and it fits with the story, because the story is about, really, the human part of the story is a daughter uh, whose parents, a, a young girl whose parents have divorced and she doesn't know how much her father misses her and, um, and maybe children would never believe that but what their secret hope is for their parents to get back together. Right. It, is, it is no matter what anybody says or thinks. Oh, yeah. I know that's true. We all mm-hmm. do. And um, that's their hope and their dream and this song is for them too. So, um, mm. yeah. In the audience, we have a woman who's um, been a guest, uh, been a, in our audience before, and she said she could feel that you were singing from your heart, that your passion was de- most definitely coming through. She felt goosebumps, and she thanks you. She also said that she feels that if this were to be made into a feature film, it would be well-received. Thank you. <laughs> I know it would be by me. <laughs> I think it would be by everybody. You know, I, I think it's it, going to happen. I, I do, a, too. I had a, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry to talk about all this stuff sometimes. 
I had last night during the uh, foaling that we were talking about. I mm-hmm. took a break and I and I um, needed some alone time, and I remembered my producer of many years <clears throat> in Philadelphia, Bolden Abrams, one of my true true friends, and I miss him so much. Um, mm. Anyway, I got the idea very clearly because this song we haven't done anything with it since it was recorded a few months ago. We've we haven't promoted the song or we're only working on the film. And the song goes with the film, and everybody loves this song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he, um, I just got the picture of Gamble and Huff in Philadelphia, a uh, company there, Philadelphia International Records, or music. And just before the show here, I wrote them a note and said, if, asked them if they'd like to hear it. And um, I think they will. I know they will. Mm-hmm. I know they will. Mm-hmm. You know that they, song. That right. song has a life of its own. It does, it does Ron. It seems like a lot of things you do do. <laughs> um, we have actually run down to the end, but Ron, oh. here is. Uh, would you remind the audience when they can watch this documentary and yes, um, I will. where? I'd be glad to. Thank you. Uh, June seventh at seven p.m. on NickerNetwork.com. N i c k e r Network.com. And. Um, and you'll also be where in uh, Maryland? I will be at Pet Cottage in Maryland. Um, you'll have to go online to find the the address and how to get there. Luciano and I will be there, and I'll be signing books, and you can take pictures with Luciano. Mm-hmm. And um, um, then after that, on the 10th, that's also on the 7th, and then on the 10th, um, all day, I think it is, will, several showings of the film at the Lancaster Visitors Center in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, on Route 30. So, so those are the places. I hope to see all of you there. Please. Oh, I know, I know. It's, it's uh, going to be wonderful. Well, Ron, what words of wisdom would you like to impress upon the audience in closing today? When you find the one you love, never, never, ever let them go. That is so good, and I hope everybody will visit your main website also at www.ronhevener.com. That's H-E-V as in Victor, E-N-E-R.com. And Ron is always a welcome guest. I know he'll be back. (laughs) Ron, we wish you so much success, and we look for big things, and I look for Fate of the Stallion to be on a, a feature film in the movie theaters and yeah. part of my DVD collection in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. And in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.